Hi, friends. I'm Stephanie Leedy, Director of Children's and Family Ministries at Stonebridge Community Church, and this is Stonebridge Parents. The Stonebridge Parents podcast is dedicated to having real, honest conversations with members of our community. Each week, we will talk with a special guest about a variety of parenting topics, including entitlement, special needs, and mom guilt. We have some amazing episodes, moments, and parenting game changers for you to hear. Welcome to Stonebridge Parents. Hi, everybody. Today, I'm so excited to be welcoming two friends of mine, Shannon Rohr and Sally Thompson, members of Stonebridge Community Church, and we are going to be talking about mom guilt. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Hi. Thanks for having me. Of course. So before we get started, why don't you each tell me a little bit about yourselves and your families? Um, I'm Sally, and I'm married to Andy. Uh, we're going to be celebrating 22 years in September wow, of marriage. Thank you. And we have two teenage daughters, Ainsley, who is 19, 19 and a half, she would say, and Abby, who just turned 16 a couple months ago. Awesome. So we've got a mom with teens, yep. which is wonderful. And then Shannon, what about you guys? Um, I've been married to Jeff for almost 17 years and actually together for 23 years. So really close to you there. Um, And I have two daughters, elementary and junior high ages. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, Kai is just starting junior high, right? I can't believe that. Oh, very exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm, and I've got two little ones in the house. So I'm really excited to talk to both of you because you have been working moms for all of your children's lives. Is Mm -hmm. that right? Yeah. Uh Yeah. And I've just been struggling, to be honest. Like, this is a topic that kind of came up naturally because I've been having a hard time balancing, if that is even possible, work and home and trying to be present with the kids. So I'm excited to talk to both of you and what your experience has been. So first, let's explain what mom guilt is for those who haven't heard that term before. What does that mean for each of you? So for me, mom guilt is feeling bad that my kids don't have what they want. Mm. Not necessarily, you know, time away from the house because I had to work and they had to be in daycare. I was okay with that because there wasn't another option for our family. But when I feel mom guilt, it's when they want the things that their friends have or that they see online. And I'm not wanting to give it to them because they shouldn't have it or we're trying to balance, you know, their needs versus their wants. That's when I have mom guilt because I want to give them everything, right? Yeah. What about you, Shannon? So for me, it's when I sort of hold this high standard for myself and I've done something that I feel like doesn't quite align with my values and my morals. That's when I kind of have to be, you know, put back in check and say, oh, was that the right thing to do? Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of balancing and juggling those. Um, Yeah, just not to be everything, kind of like you were saying, for our kids and to save them all the time and Mm -hmm. do everything. It's like, wait, that's not exactly my goal here as a parent. Sort of simplistic to say perfectionism, although I sometimes will have that tendency, right? I want to do something really well, Mm -hmm. but then I have to kind of check with God, do my little vertical check-in and say, oh, wait, okay, is this pressure that I'm putting on myself that's unnecessary or have I truly crossed the line with something that, oops, yeah, I need to apologize for that. We need to redo that, you know, take two. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, I, I love that, that check-in with God, the vertical check-in, because so often I get really just wrapped up in myself and all the things that I feel like I have failed at. Um, and the kids will go to bed and I'll go downstairs and say to my husband, you know, like, just feel like I was a bad mom today. <laughs> and really he'll say, what are you talking about? 
they're loved. They know you love them. You know, you. I don't even see what you're talking about. And it's that moment of realizing I didn't, maybe I'm holding myself to too high of a standard. I think it's our expectations, too. Mm-hmm. Like, if they've gone to school and had dinner and then had a nice place to sleep, golden. Right. right? <laughs> we succeeded for the day. <laughs> I, yeah, so that I have to adjust my expectations, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to be that mom that does all the creative things all the time. Right. So. Well, that leads me to thinking about comparison and, like, comparing yourselves to other moms. I find myself struggling with social media and seeing all the things that other moms are doing with their kids and, like, these fun experiences. And I'm exhausted. (laughs) And the best that I can do some days is literally just staying at home. And maybe we watch a couple extra movies than we would normally allow. And But then I feel bad. Like, oh, we just stayed home today and we watched movies and, you know... I didn't live up to these experiences that these other moms are have, are providing for their children. Do you guys find yourself comparing yourselves to other moms as well? Well, I think it could be easy to fall into that trap, especially with social media. Um, I kind of chose years ago to quietly <laughs> escape that mm-hmm. um, because it was a lot. It was overwhelming and it was starting to feel sort of unauthentic. And I really valued my privacy at the time as well. So there were a couple of different factors with that. But um, I kind of just, again, do that check-in with myself and, you know, where am I at with this? And try not to look to others. Of course, I look to others for advice, right, and wisdom and things sure. like that. Um, but I try really hard not to go down the comparison trap if I can. I think that's really important, too, making sure that you have trusted people to go to that you, when you do need advice, you can ask, but not feel like you're being put down or comparing yourself to them. That's important. What about you, Sally? I think at times I have tried to keep up with other moms and things with, that I've seen online. And what I've come to realize, it comes with a cost. Mm-hmm. Either you're keeping your kids up through a nap or up late at night, and the cost of that is just not worth trying to keep up. Right. And so I think, you know, because of that, there is some mom guilt, but recognizing that you are making the best choice for your family and your children is worth so much more than trying to keep up with what other people are doing. Absolutely. You have to do what's best for you and your family. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a really good point. And making sure that you're doing those check-ins with yourself and with God. You know, we're doing what we can do and we're doing the best that we can. Right. And um, that's encouraging because I think... Going to that headspace of being a bad mom, where I go often, um, it can be really damaging. Mm-hmm. Do either of you feel that way? Well, I think that's where the guilt kind of becomes destructive. Mm-hmm. The guilt can actually be a good thing. It's like your conscience checking in. Is this good or bad? And you can kind of redirect or adjust your behavior. Mm-hmm. You can apologize for the mistakes you made. Um, but when it becomes sort of in this internal critical judge for something you haven't even done, it's not associated with a specific behavior, then it becomes really destructive because Mm. then we're criticizing ourselves and then it kind of goes down the shame path. Right. Um, And I think silencing that internal voice is really, really important for parents. Um, And again, just to recognize that we're doing the best we can with the tools that we have. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's really important what you brought up about the shame um, aspect. Brene Brown writes that the feelings of guilt is focused on behavior where shame comes from about feelings of the self. And so um, an example that's written in this article says, so I didn't breastfeed long enough is feeling guilty about a behavior and the resulting I am a bad mom becomes the feeling of shame about oneself. And the guilt and the shame really pushes you into a a judgment about yourself. I've heard it described as corrosive also. Oh, wow. I thought that term was really powerful right? when yeah. I heard it. I was like, yes, it is corrosive. That's it a just visual. keeps kind of eating away. Right. Right. Unless you can silence it or turn it off. Another thing I wanted to talk about is um, being an intentional parent uh, when you're so busy. So we all work and you go home and then you're just tired. I find myself exhausted and I really want to ensure that I'm being an intentional parent and, um, you know, instilling values and not just flying by the seat of my pants. So how do you both tackle being intentional when you're so busy? Yeah, I think time and days get away from us. So for us, it's just recognizing it's the little bits of time. So it's the time in the car on the way to school or home, or it's grabbing a kid and running errands. Mm. Um, the, uh, the car is a big thing because when you're at home, they're either, you know, doing homework or you're tired. One thing as uh, Ainsley started driving, I don't know where I heard it from. I wanted to cite my source so badly, but it was... If your child who's driving is starting to run errands and doing things on their own and they ask you to go with you, you 100% say yes mm. because they're not going to be at home forever and they're they're coming to you now to spend time with you. And so no matter how tired you are or what you're in the middle of, you always want to say yes when they're asking you to spend time with and, you know, running errands or whatnot. So I had never thought about the time in the car. I I. Yeah, that's meaningful. And because, you know, how often am I just driving Tommy in the car to gym class or to school or right. whatever? And right. that is moments that yeah. I really had never considered are valuable. Right. It's it's their captivated attention. Mm-hmm. Right. So you'll have to figure out, like, is this a good time to ask those deep questions or is it just time when you're listening to the radio together or a playlist or whatever? So, right. yeah, that's awesome. Really good point. What about you, Shannon? Very similar. I think I have to be willing to stop what I'm doing Mm. and push pause. Yes. And really listen and go, okay, is this the time when they really need me? Or do I really, am I committed to the task that I'm focusing on in this Mm. moment? And I have to be willing to put that aside for them when they need it. Um, And those moments are so precious. And same thing with my husband, right? To have those moments where I connect in with the people that really matter to me. Um, And then I feel like, okay, I did the best I could with, you know, again, all the tasks I have on my plate. Yeah. Right. So both of you kind of hit on this, too, which was one of the other things I wanted to talk about. And that's um, nurturing your other relationships besides your children's. So your relationship with your husband or your close friends. um, Again, like, I just find it hard to make the time um, when... By the time the boys are in bed, I'm so tired. We have come up with a really nice routine. You know, Caleb, my youngest, is sleeping through the night now. So he goes to bed. Tommy goes to bed. And then Jason and I have some time to just watch a TV show or um, even just sit and relax, you know, for a few minutes before going to bed, uh, which is really nice. But how about you guys? How do you nurture your relationships with your husbands and your close friends? 
early on, we had said, you know, mine and Andy's relationship is the most important. The kids are secondary. And it doesn't mean that the kids are not as important, but we come first. You know, we started here first and we're going to end up, you know, alone at the end of the day when the kids are out of the house. So our relationship has to be that important. And it was just us being able to reassure our kids. Like, it doesn't mean we don't love you. Uh And there were times where we chose a date night over a family night and the kids were like, what, you're leaving us? Yeah, sorry, but this is important to us. And hopefully we're able to model for you guys what a hopefully healthy marriage looks like. Yeah, and not having the guilt of leaving that family night, but spending the time together. Exactly. That's really important. Yeah. about you, Shannon? I agree. Um, Definitely partners first. Yeah. Yeah. because if you don't nurture that, again, you're not modeling, setting a good example. Right. Um, and they don't know what that's supposed to look like. Um, so we have to nurture that. And then we're partners in parenting also. Right. So it's not just one or the other. It's both of us. Mm-hmm. So we have to kind of figure out, you know, the team game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's, what's the plan moving forward? Right. Yeah. Um, but I think it's quality over quantity hmm. for us. Again, those really quality moments and times versus doing it all the time, every day. Right, um, sure. So as long as we get that quality in, we're good. Mm-hmm. That's a nice balance. That's a good, really good point to hit. Like, it doesn't mean that you have to do X number of date nights a month or whatever. Like, as long as you're getting quality time together and you feel connected, that's what's important. It's right. the same thing with friends also, right? Trying to connect with those relationships. And, you know, I have some dear friends um, and we've remained, you know, close over many, many years. But we also know that it's not going to be, oh, we're checking in all the time with each other. Um, you know, we have families to attend to. So, Right. Yeah, exactly. As my friend group has gotten older and everybody has families now, it's not how it was before where we saw each other regularly even. Now we see each other maybe once every six months. And that's okay. Sometimes it's just a longer time in between. But getting that time together right is what's important yeah i also think it's helpful like acknowledging that and then scheduling time right like okay let's get together on a sunday afternoon and this is going to be our time and that way you can prepare the family or prepare your husband or your partner that hey i'm going to take this time with my friend because this is what i need right now yeah so and that goes back to being intentional right we're we're scheduling time for what's important for us right. and i think that's really important to mm-hmm. lower the mom guilt when you feel like well, I can't do anything because everything's so busy. I feel so crazy busy. I can't do anything at all. Right. But if we schedule that out and be intentional about it, then that's what's important. Right. Really good points. How do you find, um, talking about being exhausted, how do you find the joy in motherhood, especially when your kids were small, when you're I've talked this whole time. I feel like all I've been saying is I'm so exhausted. But <laughs> when you're so tired, you go home and you really want to experience the joy of your children, but you also just want it to get to bedtime. <laughs> How do you both find that? Yeah, sometimes I think there there is no joy, right? Mm-hmm. It's just overwhelming and exhausting, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you want to be intentional in finding that joy, it's the small moments. Right. So when the kids are young, it's, you know, when they're sweetly playing or they're even asleep and it's like then you remember like, oh, okay, You know, I recognize now that, you know, you're just they're growing and and maturing. And so 
when we're tired, it was really hard to remember the joy. Mm-hmm. But I think if we're intentional about looking for the small things, the you know, and being grateful, I think being grateful mm-hmm. for one good thing throughout the day is is a good um, something to aspire for. Absolutely. Gratitude um, is one of those things that just keeps you humbled. And if you look around, there's so many things to be thankful for. There's so many blessings around us. Um, the other thing is, is just surrendering, mm-hmm. right? And just throwing my hands up and being like, okay, you know, God's got this. It's out of my hands. There's nothing I can do. Right. And I think the other thing for us is, um, or myself, is establishing boundaries, really healthy mm-hmm. boundaries, you know, the yeses and the noes and sort of what's God's intention and, you know, for my purpose and our family's purpose. Wow. Those are such good points that I really want to take away from today, especially taking away the small moments, like mm-hmm. watching them sleep. Thank you for saying that. Yes. Because I do I do that, but I don't think I've ever reflected that that's a moment of joy for me, right? Yeah. Going into their rooms when I'm going to bed and just looking at their sweet little faces. Right. <laughs> right. How the... How the baby sleeps in his crib. It's really sweet and wonderful. And I've never reflected that that's a joy moment for me. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. We've talked a lot about um, gratitude as well. And Sally, before this podcast, you were talking about uh, something that you had just heard. um, And it was really impactful. Why don't you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So I've been uh, listening to Brene Brown's podcast. She's doing a little series on her book, The Gifts of Imperfection. And... Uh, just yesterday, she was talking with her sisters about gratitude and how that's directly linked with joy. And she explains the difference between joy and happiness. And happiness is what happens. It's circumstantial, right? And what we want to aspire for is to like feel joy um, mm-hmm. on a continual basis if we can. And one way to do that is to practice gratitude. And whether that's journaling or you're talking about things that you're grateful for around the dinner table, So just last night, we were able to have dinner together as a family, and I just decided to ask everyone, what are you guys grateful for? And I loved it because they just jumped right into it. And Ainsley had just finished a long shift at work, so she's, I'm grateful for my bed. Awesome. And, you know, talked about water because it's been hot lately. So grateful for water. And they just, you know, the list kept going and going. And it was just a reminder to me to get back into that habit of practicing gratitude and whether that's journaling or talking with a friend or your family or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome, especially because at the beginning of this podcast, you said that what you struggle with with mom guilt is not being able to give them things. Yeah. And here they are being grateful for their bed and water. And, like, you are giving them Right. Things. A roof over their head. Right. Exactly. And that's said. what yeah. they're thankful for. And yeah. that's so awesome. What a nice moment for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. mom yeah. hearing that. Yeah. So how do you both remain present, um, whether at work or at home? Again, something I struggle with is when I'm at work, I feel like I'm thinking about home and are the boys doing okay? And, you know, are they um, behaving themselves? And then when I'm at home, a lot of the times I'm thinking about work and checking emails. And um, Shannon, you had you had mentioned that, like taking a moment and pausing and reflecting on what's important. So how do you both remain present? Um, I recognize that it just does take effort. So there are times when there, you know, is a lot going on personally, or there's a lot going on at work. I know that it just takes extra effort to remain present. So if that means going home and putting down the phone and listening to, you know, Andy or the girls tell me a story, like that's what I need to be doing right then and there. 
Um, you know, or if I'm at work and there's too much going on at home, it's like, okay, no, I need to focus on this task and get it done. And then when that's over, I can go back to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever is going on at home. Mm-hmm. And for you, Shannon? So there's a few things. The first is prayer. Whenever I just mm-hmm. ask God to be with me in this moment, even if it's just for a couple seconds, is there something more freeing about it? Um, and I feel like I can tackle it. I have more confidence also in whatever the task is. Um, and then rest, which I know looks different for all of us. Sometimes I just need to stop everything um, and retreat. Mm-hmm. Other times I just need to dance it out, you know, do something really fun with the yeah. girls. Um, but also the mindfulness aspect, right, kind of incorporates both of those, the prayer and rest and just attending to every moment. And it does tie in with the gratitude piece that we were talking about earlier because you can recognize those joyful moments and those things that happen in that moment. And it's pretty magnificent Mm -hmm. when you can actually witness it and be a part of it. It's really neat. What is your advice or encouragement for the working mom or even the stay-at-home mom who might be having these feelings of mom's guilt? That kids are resilient. They're survivors. And you know, for me, I want to give them so many things and and have the things that they want. But at the same time, knowing that that's not necessarily the most healthy thing for them. Um, just, you know, they're my kids are now older teenagers. So seeing that they're going to be okay, and that they have a good head on their shoulders is confirmation now. But I know going through that, I didn't have that. So mm-hmm. it is I think it's trusting God and being close to him that um, he's leading us down the right path as parents, that he's, you know, guiding our decisions and just praying that, you know, he would show us if there does need to be a correction or mm. a change of path. People are always going to blame and shame you, but mm. you don't have to accept it. Yeah. You can say, no, this isn't who I am. This isn't part of my journey and redirect. Um, the other thing is that love is everything. It's everything. And you have to love yourself, Mm. um, not just your children. So I think if we can forgive ourselves for our mistakes, that's part of the love piece, Mm -hmm. right? It's loving ourselves to say, you know, I'm doing the best I can, and I made a mistake, and I want to move forward. Um, There's actually a Bible verse in Luke, and it says, he who is forgiven little loves little. Mm. So we have to forgive ourselves for those mistakes, those missteps, because, hey, this is the first time we've done this before, and we're learning as we go. Um, But the more we can move past that, we can just love on our children and love the people around us. Mm -hmm. But we have to be generous to ourselves um, and fill our cup. Yeah, it's huge. It is huge. And I, you just reminded me when we initially talked about doing this podcast, I think you had said something like, um, we can only do so much, but then God covers the rest. I feel like you that's something you had said to me on the phone. And it really, it's honestly, it's something I still think about like regularly, like, okay, I can only do so much, but, but God is handling the rest of that. Where I fall short, God lifts us up, yeah, right? When, trusting when we the are rest weak. To him. Yeah, yeah. When we're weak, he is strong. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Sally, you had talked about the, Uh, podcast you were listening to with Brene Brown. Mm -hmm. Are there any other resources? Um, I don't necessarily have any books. I just, I wanted to go back to the social media part of it because of the whole comparison thing. And for me, what has helped, you know, you start following a bunch of things that seem cool or, 
you want to aspire to. Um, what I have found too is making sure you unfollow. Like when I find myself um, mm. not being fulfilled by something that I'm seeing in my feed, it's taking the time to go through and like, nope, I don't want to follow that person or that company or whatever it is anymore because they make me feel less than or I don't aspire to that anymore, that way of thinking or whatever it is. So it is being intentional about what I'm filling my mind with and what, you know, I'm looking at every day or every few days and really just, you know, being okay to not be on Facebook all the time. Yeah, you know? that's great advice because really we don't have to follow everybody. No. <laughs> and people won't notice if you're not following them. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Good. What about you, Shannon? There's a couple um, that I thought of when we were, I was thinking about this. Um, the first is Parenting by Paul Tripp. Okay. Talks about the gift of grace and how mm-hmm. we can extend it to our children. It's pretty good. Um, and then there's another one, um, Present Over Perfect by Shauna Nyquist. And actually, Brené Brown does the forward in that book. Mm-hmm. And it's just, again, talking about being present in the moment versus this, you know, perfectionist, this high standard or, you know, whatever right. social media and society is sort of imposing this overwork and overdoing. So we can kind yeah. of accept ourselves as being enough and doing enough. So another book so I thought of, though, was uh-huh. The Five Love Languages. Have you guys uh, yeah. read yeah. that at all? And especially for your kids? Figuring out not only like what your partner's love language is, but like for your kids, that way you can focus in on what Hmm. really makes them happy. Well, I think that's an awesome um, end to our to our podcast here. Thank you so much, ladies. I really appreciate it. I appreciate all your wisdom um, and encouragement that you've shared here with us today. Can we really quickly one time one more time um, say those resources that we had referenced. Shannon, why don't you start? So Present Over Perfect and Parenting were the two books. Wonderful. And Sally, what was the podcast by Brene Brown? Unlocking Us by Brene Brown and then also The Five Love the yes. five love Languages. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you again, ladies. I really appreciate it. Thanks no for having problem. me. No problem. Thanks for having us.